Hello, hello, hello. Oh, snap, baby. We're back. We are back. For another installment of Good News, Bad News, More News. Oh, my God, we're back again. We're so, so excited. I'm so excited. And we've been, we've been busy. Uh, I don't know if you guys can tell. We've been busy. Uh, if you were tuning in just 10 minutes before this, you might have heard a little bit of um, <laughs> test runs for some for some special stuff we've worked out for you guys. Um, we've got posters up on campus um, <laughs> advertising the wrong time. Uh, for That's my bad. I'm sorry. But they're beautiful posters. I also spelled British wrong. He spelled British. I think that was on purpose. That was not on purpose. Um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, we're back. We are back, and we are better than ever. Every single time, we just keep... We are so dedicated to all of our lovely, beautiful listeners at home, on the go, wherever you may be. We are working 24-7 around the clock for you. And we got a pretty good episode this week for you. I've, I've, I've done a little bit of planning, a little bit of arrangement, and uh, we've, got some, we've got some stuff to go over. Uh, alongside our fantasy, our usual fantasy schedule... Uh, I've got some. I've got a quiz that I'm gonna give Ooh, Ryan. Uh, should be fun. Uh, let's get into it. I'm ready to dive right in. Let's get right into it. And first of all, I just want to say this year has been a crazy year uh, for crazy start for the NFL. Absolutely batshit insane. Um, I can't believe my eyes, especially just, like, for fantasy. Uh, but just in general. A lot of the things that people thought were going to happen have not happened, have happened in a different way. Um, yeah. Just like everything about the state of the league, I know all of our – we covered this a lot. That was kind of the theme of our our show last week was just kind of not hitting that panic button. And honestly, I feel like this week we just kind of like – we kind of like are cruising back to that return to normalcy. Yeah, and that's kind of – the name of the game is positive regression and negative regression in some cases. Um and especially in fantasy, that's probably one of the most important words you need to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically the idea that, like, you got to understand that we have an NFL season is only 17 games. Um, and we're on week five and already. It's a, 17 is a very small sample size, and it's very easy to overreact to one uh, unit in that sample size. Yeah. Um, Football in the world of sports is definitely an outlier. I mean, look at basketball. They're fucking, They're starting in like 10 days. And they, they play like 82 games. It's very... Plus e- playoffs. It's, it's much easier to see trends right. across 82 games compared to 17. So that's what makes fantasy football so much more fun, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. It's just how quickly things can change. Yeah. You can't ignore the fact that fantasy football is just honest-to-God gambling sometimes. It's and you know what? Much, yeah. It's honest-to-God gambling, but, you know, there is that Unless little you're bit. with stupid people. <laughs> Unless you're with stupid people who would accept Kenneth Walker for A.J. Dillon and uh, what was it? Was it not Kenneth Walker? It was Brees Hall. Brees Hall. I sent Brees Hall. uh, I sent the the Brees Hall manager, uh, Curtis Samuel, and A.J. Dillon. See if they accept. Yeah, Uh, that's bogus. Lucas, if you're listening right now, accept that trade. It's good. Um, you need the you need the wide receiver depth. A.J. Dillon is going to take over the backfield from Aaron Jones. Um, We'll see. Brees Hall is isn't. Isn't even good. He's not even good. He's not even so. good. He doesn't even know how to run. He doesn't have legs. He doesn't have legs. He's literally, you he, know, he just has stumps. He's so, a little stumpy boy. Before before we get too carried away, I want to go into uh, a little bit that I've prepared just to illustrate how crazy things have been. We're doing the quiz. Right, we're doing the quiz right now. Uh, not not a quiz. I'm gonna go through my top ten. Oh, uh, okay. I wasn't ready for the running quiz. back and wide receiver. Um, and this is fantasy, so top 10 scores at uh, running back and top 10 at wide receiver. And I think there are some trends that we can notice in this. I think just looking at this, like, gut reaction, it's kind of wild, like, like what's happening. Yeah. Um, and so I'll read, I'll read through it. Um, we kind of start off, like, not super crazy. Um, We're doing running backs or wide receivers. First. Running backs we'll start off right, with. We'll start with running backs. Running backs is by far crazier. But uh, I yeah. think there is something to be said about the wide receiver, uh, the, the wide receivers and like what it kind of means about the league. Yeah, we can we can do a little analysis because there's a lot of interesting tidbits that you could talk about in terms of stability per position, you know, yeah. for all those inexperienced fantasy players just getting into it. You know, maybe you're playing in a family league for the first time, giving it a shot. First of all, thanks for tuning in. Second of all, 
you, there's just some fantasy knowledge that you're going to pick up along the way, and uh, I feel like this is going to be perfect for it. So why yeah. don't we just dive into the running backs right now? Running backs. So top the first running back who scored the most fantasy points so far this year is Nick Chubb. That makes um, sense. Yeah. And he's been averaging. He's just been having a monster season so far. Yeah. He's been averaging like a hundred yards per game. Um, just like no one's really been able to stop him. No. And he's always kind of been one of the best runners in the NFL. I think he's widely agreed to be the best, like, pure runner. Yeah. And fantasy aside, he's, Nick Chubb is the best running back in the NFL. He, yeah. You know, he's. I mean, there's just, an argument for, like, Derrick Henry or. I'm, if we're talking about, like, the best player per, like, at their running back position, it's just, it's Nick Chubb. And, yeah. And, you know, Derrick Henry, you can even say Austin Eckler, too. He's a stud. But, you know, I, I think it's been a consensus that for the last two and a half years, Nick Chubb's been the guy. Yeah, and he has a, he's had monster yards per carry. Yeah, um, shockingly, that yeah. translates to fantasy. So. So, shockingly, yeah. <laughs> and uh, our next number two is Saquon Barkley, who's had a bounce-back year. Um, Good to see. He could, he could maybe even win... Um, What's comeback it? player comeback of the year. Comeback player of the year, yeah. I like that. I'm really... I'm honestly happy, you know. But I think... I don't think it's possible for him to win comeback player of the year uh, because of James Robinson, who isn't on in the top ten. Spoiler, but oh, so but um, is kind of it's kind of a miracle. We'll see what Brian Robinson does. We'll see. Um, he hasn't played a snap in the NFL, so he can't really come back yet. Yeah. He hasn't. He's not coming back from anything. Plus, we're still banking on Antonio Gibson to take more drastic measures to ensure that he has yeah. that starting job. <laughs> Antonio Gibson, we don't know what he's willing to do to ensure. <laughs> we don't know where Antonio count. Gibson was when Brian Robinson got shot, so we can neither and we're not insin- nor deny. We're not insinuating anything. Not at all. Uh, this is we're, we. This is we don't slander. mean anything we're saying. No, this is not slander. No. Number three <laughs> is Jamal Williams. Oh, which for is the kind Detroit, of a, for, for the, the Detroit, Detroit Lions. Lions. Yeah, and oh. it's kind of a crazy, crazy little. Uh, I don't think anyone going into this year was like, you know, I think Jamal Williams will be number three in no, by week five. Not at all. But it goes back to what you said at the beginning with the small sample size. You know, four or five games, he had a crazy he had Swift a crazy, was out last Swift week. Was out, and he still was getting, you know, solid eight, nine points, which mm-hmm. is, you know, better than a lot. And then you get the 30-point game, and then you explode to the third. So it's like yeah. another important lesson. He of, had two 20-point games. That's the big thing. Really? Yeah. Oh, right, because he had, was it week one against the he Eagles? He had week two, I think. He, yeah, he, he had two touchdowns. Yeah. Um, so Stop. Jamal Williams, number four, continuing with the complete, like, oddballs, is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who's had very had a lot of touchdowns, which Yuck. has definitely helped. Gross. Um, and... I, I mean, it's kind of yet to see whether it's sustainable or not. I mean, if you have him, you're happy that he's doing what he's doing. I yeah. don't know if it's a sell high moment or anything, but well, I mean, if we um, <clears throat> if we recall to our first episode, my first trade target was none other than Clyde Edwards Hilaire. What week was that? Week two. That was week two. What? Can you believe that? Yeah. Can you believe that? Guys? I disagree. I disagree. I think that if we're looking at negative regression, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is a very, very prime target for negative regression. Yeah, I mean, stat padding aside, you're right. Um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, he's had a great, a great week, but you know the Chiefs can only do so much with so many people before they switch it up. You know. Yeah. Um, next is Austin Eckler, who is only on this list because of his three touchdown performance last week. He um, had no touchdowns. He didn't really show up until then. Yeah. Um, then he had three. Christian McCaffrey is next, and he's kind of been a quietly consistent guy. He's yeah. not the number one or number two overall pick some people took him as, but you know you're not you're not sad. No, not number at all. six overall. And running I, back. I have Christian McCaffrey in one of my leagues, and like honestly, I like I'm like man, I wish Christian McCaffrey would have went off, but then I look at him and it's like you know he gets you 13 points, and you're like okay, and he's getting you that every week. Yeah, it's like he's. Ugh. It's just good. It, you love that. You mm-hmm. want a stalwart as your your number one pick, yeah. and especially at the running pass. Someone position. you can count on. Someone you yeah. can seriously count on. So, next we've got Derrick Henry, who some people were freaking out about early on. Oh yeah, it kind of looks like it was not very well founded. I mean, he's still Derrick Henry. Yeah, put the period. We put the period on the sentence. Yeah, last week. Derrick Henry's kind of gonna do Derrick Henry things like. He's not going to catch the ball very much, but he's going <laughs> to run people to the ground. No, they actually have to Velcro the ball to his jersey. He doesn't even have arms and hands. And the final three in the top ten, you might be expecting, oh, Leonard Fournette, Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, Alvin yeah. Kamara. None of them are there. 
None of them. Oh. The people that everyone was taking in the first round, none of them are there. Yeah. Instead, Not even we Dan have Cook. Miles Sanders at eight. Yeah. Miles Sanders. And now we are big Miles Sanders now believers. We're talking. We now both we're drafted talking. Miles Sanders. I traded him, but yeah. I got some good stuff back in return, so I can't uh I can't be mad about that. Uh then we have Josh Jacobs, who had a huge game <laughs> against the Broncos. The all father. The all father. As long as long as he can match his kids, his kid count with touchdowns, yeah. then I'm happy. Yeah. Honestly. And then at number ten, we have Cordero Patterson. <sighs> which is kind of wild. No. He he was out for most of last game as well. <laughs> no. So he's just been no. He was even bigger before last week when he missed. Why? So he's like thirty. He's thirty, and they were using him only as a running back. They weren't passing to him. It, it was just down. ludicrous. It was crazy. It, it wasn't even like last year. He was just running. The Falcons are just so unpredictable. Like that's how they built the team. Like they just they run unpredictably, and like that's kind of how they do. You know, some yeah. games they're gonna run Cordell Patterson twenty times. Some games he's not even gonna play. So yeah. Uh, he's on. That's he's, our top ten running backs, and I think that really illustrates kind of what's going on in the league right now. Right, and I'm sure we'll. I mean, shit, we will do. We could probably do this four weeks from now, and it will be probably like six of the ten will be different. I think that we'll probably still see Nick Chubb, yeah, Saquon Barkley, yeah, Christian McCaffrey, yeah, Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, and. I'm going to say Miles Sanders Miles and Josh Sanders. Jacobs might still yeah, be there. Yeah, I was going to say Miles Sanders for sure. And honestly, Josh Jacobs, you know, this, these With are the all... the way he's playing. These are all really good points. And honestly, I want to just fucking talk and talk and talk about this. But I have a lot of good stuff later in our little starts and sits and trades. So yeah, I'm we'll, glad that you brought we'll this keep up. keep through. You're going to uh, send the... You're, you're, you're preluding or... What is it? Alluding. Alluding, yes, yeah. thank you. Uh, and then top 10 wide receivers will go through quickly. This one's not as surprising. Uh, number one, surprise, surprise, Cooper Cup. Next, we have Stefan Diggs, yep. then Tyreek Hill, yep. Justin Jefferson, yeah. then Jalen Waddle, who had that one monster game. Um, I believe it was against the Ravens. Yeah, with um, Tyreek Hill. With Tyreek, they everyone had a monster game. Everyone eats. Um, and he's he's been very good silently, uh, or not not so silently. I, don't know. I think he's. But everyone just. I'm just. I think. I just he, don't think people think that he is the sixth best receiver on the season. <laughs> fifth, actually, fifth. Wow. I don't think people, very many people realize that. And this is in full PPR um, as well. Thank so. you. Yeah, okay. Um, then we have Amon Ross St. Brown. Yep. Also sat out one, uh, sat out last week. Probably so he should sit be out higher. Again. Yeah. Then Christian Kirk. <laughs> Christian Kirk. Uh, <laughs> then Marquise Brown. <laughs> yeah. Devontae Adams and A.J. Brown. Yeah. Now, Finn, what do these guys all have in common? Um. Well, there's... Yeah, well, when you're looking at wide receivers, the um, the most predictable source of fantasy points is targets. Yeah, the highest correlation between uh, any two things uh, when it comes to or anything when it comes to fantasy points is targets. Um, yeah, and if you want your wide receivers to be putting up numbers, you need to be chasing the guys that get the most passes. Yeah, example being Christian Kirk, number one wide receiver. Amon Ra, Jalen Waddle. Yeah. Marquise Brown had tied the record for Arizona Cardinals game. Those guys are the dudes that are getting the most volume, and you can't can't draft a wide receiver expecting touchdowns ever because touchdowns are a much more, what's the word, variable Mm -hmm. numerical stat when you're looking at fantasy production points whatever because you know mike evans is another great option because mike evans doesn't get a whole lot of touchdowns i mean he just came off an awesome two touchdown performance last night uh last night but mike evans is always finishing in the the lower half of the wide receiver one category even though he may not have an explosive year why because he gets targets and yards it's because he has great yards after catch he gets a thousand yards every single year yeah and the only way you can get good yards after catch is if you fucking catch the ball and the only way you're gonna get that is if you get the ball thrown to you you know so that's why i think if you notice the wide receiver is a little bit more predictable when you're you know in terms of the top 10 i think another thing that this list is showing is kind of a generational shift in the nfl that's going on right now good point i think i think the biggest the most noticeable place that's happening is in the quarterback position where you see guys like Tom Brady, Matt Stafford, um, 
you know, Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson even, yeah. kind of struggling. Aaron you know, Rogers. Aaron Rodgers even. He threw a pick six last game. Um, incredible. Incredible, yeah. And these guys are kind of starting to struggle. And yeah. it feels like every game the young people are getting better and the old people are getting worse. And it just feels like these quarterbacks have been in the league for so long. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it feels like it's kind of the t- like the, the the shift. Yeah, seasons are changing, you know. And honestly, in terms of being a fantasy and an NFL fan, this is like kind of the two to three year period where things get good. Mm-hmm. This is this is like this is what football is all about. And mm-hmm. I'm sure once Finn and I graduate, and then you guys don't ever play fantasy football again because you're going to be so lost and hopeless without us. It's just going to be like when, once time enough time passes, we'll we'll enter another cycle of fantasy where you got the studs. And your drafting is a little bit more important than your trading and your potential prospects. You know, it's mm-hmm. just it just it just changes. It's like an election cycle, you know? Yeah. And I think in that wide receiver list, you can kind of see some of that generational change, you know. Yeah, the Justin young, the Jefferson. Justin Jefferson, mm-hmm. um, Jalen Waddle, Amon Ross St. Brown, Christian yeah. Kirk, it's Marquise to, Brown, even, he's pretty young. People he is forget. still he's still three years in the league. AJ Brown, um, four years. That's most of the people on this list. And uh, the young people are dominating. Even in the in the running back room, uh, in the top ten running backs, a lot of them are pretty young. You know, Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at uh, Nick Chubb. Still young. Yeah, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. It's just so it's it's really refreshing, especially as like people. I know I'm sure Finn can attest to this, but like being so heavily involved in fantasy for the last like for six years of my life and watching NFL for as long as I can remember. It's just like, you know, you've seen it happen before. I mean, last time it happened, it was with your Julio Joneses and your Mm. Calvin Johnsons, and then you... AJ Green. AJ Greens, and, you know, it's just like, it's always a really, really exciting time to be an NFL fan. It's like, it brings brings me joy. And that's, I think, why we're seeing so much tumult and so much change and so much unpredictability in the NFL. Astute observation, Finn. It's because... There's so much change that's happening. Yeah. It's it's a it's a reflection of the the shift that's happening in the NFL between the old and the new. And pe- some teams are still trying to hold on to that old. You know, think about the Colts. Yeah, who still they still won. Oh, um, God, and the Broncos and the Rams so and all of these teams are trying to hold on to these old quarterbacks. Um, and eventually they're going to be replaced. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta you gotta realize that it's time. And yeah. We'll see some of the teams punish. I mean, Russell Wilson, according to the Broncos, apparently has six, uh, seven years left in him. So, yeah, know. I don't know about that <laughs> after this game. Definitely um, not. But I mean, keeping up with all that stuff in in terms of like it, keeping up in terms of like the quarterbacks and like the talent, you know, it's really hard. So why don't you have somebody do it for you? So why don't you just keep listening to us? So speaking of quarterbacks and speaking of whether they're good or not. I've got a little quiz for you, Ryan. Oh my God. I've, I've come up with some questions, some stats, and you're going to have to guess the right answer, and I'm going to tell you if you're wrong, and I've got a button I'm going to press if you're wrong. Oh my God. So this is the NFL quiz. Oh, no. First, first question for you here, Ryan. Yeah, okay. let's go. What quarterback has the highest completion percentage through the first four weeks? The highest completion percentage? Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to say Geno Smith. That is correct. Yes. Geno Smith has the highest completion percentage. Yes. What QB has the most interceptions? Let's interceptions. Matt Ryan. Someone dropped a (laughs) stinky take. (laughs) Wrong. That's wrong. <gasps> you really you got the fir- you got the first. I used your own soundbite against you. <laughs> you got the first name right. It's Matt Stafford. What has seven interceptions through the first four? Oh no! Yeah, it's not looking good. Um, what the hell, Maddie? Next question: <laughs> What QB has the best passer rating? <sighs> Jared Goff. Oh man. <laughs> Someone dropped a stinky take. <laughs> the answer is Geno Smith. <laughs> the best quarterback in the NFL through the first four weeks has been Geno Smith. No. The most efficient, 
and it's not like he's even throwing dink and dunks. He he's just, throwing down the he's throwing down the field. He keeps coming back. It's it's incredible. I thought we were gonna get the first draft pick. I'm a Seahawks fan for those who are tuning in for the first time. I thought we were getting the first overall draft pick, but not if Geno Smith plays like this. No, we you're see, here's your issue. You keep writing Geno Smith off, and he ain't writing back, man. He ain't writing back. <laughs> He's oh backing it up. Geno Smith is literally... Oh, fuck, man. Okay, we got more questions. That's, a, that's all of the QB questions. I've got a couple more for you. I think you'll be able to get this next one. Um, so what running back has the highest yards per carry on at least 20 attempts? Hmm. I'm thinking... That's a tough one. My gut says Jamal Williams. You, is that your final answer? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Someone dropped a stinky take. It just, it just gets funnier every single time every you single do time. it. Every it's so time. funny. And you know what? It's because you're wrong. It's because you're wrong. <laughs> the answer is still in the same team. It's DeAndre Swift. Oh. He has over eight yards per carry Whoa. through the first game. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's going crazy. He's really. He's the, he's a, he has a this year for DeAndre Swift so far has been a historically efficient year, which is kind of crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. I love being a Lions fan. That's why we have the number one offense. Yeah. But don't talk. Don't th- talk about. Don't, don't, dis- don't say that to Geno Smith. <laughs> don't say anything about the defense, please. Geno Smith alone is better than the Lions offense. <laughs> uh, what wide receiver has the highest catch percentage? Oh, my God. Number of, like, percentage of catches that are thrown their way. How, how much of them? <sighs> On 20-plus targets. DeAndre Hopkins. Just kidding. DeAndre Hopkins is suspended. So he hasn't been catching any balls. Um, You said highest catch percentage off of 20. On 20 plus targets. I don't, I, I want to say Devonta Smith, but he hasn't, I'm, I don't think he's even had that many targets. I'm going to say Marquise Brown. You know, I won't do the, I won't do the soundbite again. We'll wrong. save it. But it's wrong. And the answer is you've, you're right in terms of like which team on both guesses, it's Greg Dortch. <laughs> Greg Dortch has the highest catch percentage on 20 plus targets so far. Why did you say I, you think you're going to get this one? Why did you I say? said that for oh, DeAndre, DeAndre Swift. Swift. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> of course I'm not going to get Greg Dortch. What rookie has the most fantasy points in full PPR? This is a really good question. Oh man. And there's been some good rookies so far this year. The rookies have really showed out. It's Chris Olave. It's Chris Olave. Yes. And <laughs> the answer changes depending on which format. Really? A, it's pretty close between Chris Olave and who. Do you have a me getting the answer right button, by the way, before I give you the second one? No, but I'll just I'll just um congratulate you. Oh, congratulations. You. The most sincere congratulations is all I need. So in a non-PPR, are you asking non-PPR? Yeah. Okay, in a non-PPR? In, in, in half PPR or non-PPR, there's oh. a there's a a rookie that has scored more points than Chris Olave. Are they a receiver? I, I'm not answering any. You gotta guess from all the Are rookies. Are they cute? Are they like really handsome? I don't know what they look like. Do they play for the Houston Texas? I'm Texas? not answering any questions. I'm gonna say Damian Pierce, and that is correct. Yes, Damian Pierce. Yay! And all my answers were correct. It's a two-way he race is right so now. So cute. Right it's a now. two-way race right now between Damian Pierce and Chris Olave for Rookie of the Year. God, those guys are yummy, yummy. So handsome. It's crazy. I mean, they're really, they're really going off. You know, everyone was excited about Damian Pierce going into this year, and they were right. He's kind of yeah. he's kind of done what everyone was expecting of him. Believe the hype. And Chris Olave with Jameis Winston throwing him the ball has <sighs> he's he's been amazing. Yeah, I love Chris Olave and I love Damian Pierce and I also just like the whole rookie class is so exciting to me. And we're still waiting on Jameson Williams. I'm so excited. Yum, Jameson yum, yum. Williams, yeah. Garrett like, Wilson's been good. I'm just so pleased with how everyone is playing. Tyler Algier is going to get more of a role. He is. I'm like that's just so pleasing Brees for me Hall. to see. You know, yeah. everyone's everyone, everyone's. Brees Hall's been good too. Yeah. Um, as a pure runner, yes. As a pure runner. Um, yeah. I mean, the rookies have showed out. Uh, but do you know what time it is? What is it? You know what? You know what time it is? Oh, I think I know what time it is, Finn. Good Bad More presents oh, this week's yeah. fantasy picks. <laughs> wow. 
Yep. I feel so professional right now. Are we doing our fantasy picks right now? We are doing our fantasy picks. God, I'm so glad we have a button to like make sure everybody at home knows what we're doing. Oh, we have so many buttons. Uh, we're not going to do the other ones. We're not right going to do any. Should we're, we? We're I, saving them. Should we start with our picks last week? Yes. Okay. I'm getting my buttons ready. Okay. I'm so excited. So let's go. For, Finn, you go. For my starts, I had T.J. Hawkinson. Oh. Which was a, a big, big win. Big win for me. That big, was your start. I'm gonna mark. That was my start. I was gonna. I'm gonna mark that off as a huge win for me. Um, and I think I said something about Josh Reynolds as well. He wasn't one of my starts, but he was. Uh, Josh Reynolds was no, no, no not yeah, Josh yeah, no, Reynolds. You're right. Khalif, no, no, Khalif Raymond was injured, so Josh Reynolds was was playing. Is Josh Reynolds the running back? There's another Reynolds, Craig Reynolds, the wide receiver Reynolds, Josh Reynolds, Josh Reynolds. I I said start Josh Reynolds as well. Also, not one of my starts, but. Just um, a, little, a little helpful hint. That that went well as well. Uh, he had, a, I think, near 20 points. Um, he was up there. He was getting close. He yeah. Had great, he had a great game. So that, those were good. And then my other start was uh, Curtis Samuel. Oh. So, yeah. Big blunder. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> didn't go as – you got like – you got – you didn't get 10 points in full PPR. Uh, so that wasn't very good. Um you want to go over your starts? Yeah, uh, my two starts last week was Chris Olave. He had a pretty good. He had a pretty good game. I mean, it wasn't like your twenty point whatever, but he still got a touchdown. I believe he went for eighty yards. So you're looking at like sixteen points. That was all right. Start Khalil Herbert and Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams, mm, yummy, yummy, went yummy. Off. He went off. Khalil Herbert. I mean, I recall last week I wanted to make sure that everyone knew that he wasn't really like super duper explosive, but more so had like a nice a nice floor. Expect like 12, 13 points, and he got like. 15, 16. I'm just rattling these off the top of my yeah. head. So you got you got a few dubs with the with your recommendations last yeah. week. Although I will say, guys, I will say I'm making a I'm making a big effort to take risky guesses. Oh. I'm taking I'm Chris Olave. Oh. I could have I could have said I could have said Oh, we're doing this, Ben. I could have said Chris Olave is a must start, but that we know Chris Olave is a must start. Uh, I'm just gonna rain so, on my parade, dude. So I, you know, I'm just saying like all right, no, no. You want to okay? You want to talk think, about risky? But also, I think it's important. I think it's important to have someone who's going to give you the the sound, the 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 concrete advice, and then have someone <laughs> who's going to give you the more like on the edge advice. Oh yeah, okay. You want to talk about on the edge? My sit of the week was Lamar Jackson, who just scored forty points in week three, week four. Put it on the fucking record books, goddammit. Sorry, mom, but put it on the record books. That I said sit Lamar Jackson, who scored 14.16 points. That was good. Thank you. Um, who else did you say to sit? I also said sit Christian Kirk. And he he did not do very well. No, he did not. So you you went you went uh four for four. I went four for four. And my and congratulations. Sits, my sits were like they were pretty out there. Yeah. Uh yeah. Uh so congratulations for this week. Thank um, you. Thank you. My sits, I think I had let me let me pull this yeah, up. Yeah, pull it up. I got my button ready because I know I know one of them. Actually, I know both of them. You know, why don't you tell me? Because I forget what what did I? Your first good one was sitting Antonio Gibson, okay. who you know was playing against a stingy Dallas defense. Oh, God, they, that game was just atrocious. Yeah, you didn't really want to start anybody on the the Commanders football team redacted name. And I think Antonio Gibson going forward, you can't ever start. Especially since Brian Robinson might return, he I think he's going to come back next week. I don't think you want to return. I don't think you want to start anyone in that backfield once yeah. he comes back. Hold on, I'm pulling up statistics for your next one, Finn. Do you remember what your sit was? Your second sit. He was a running back. Oh, that's right. It was J.K. Dobbins. Big J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins, Big ladies and gentlemen, blunder. went for. <laughs> Okay, and here, here's, here's what I will say about my J.K. Dobbins. Big blender. Here's what I will say about my J.K. Dobbins. I don't think it's as egregious because I wasn't saying that he wasn't capable of doing this. I was saying that, yeah. I was saying that you shouldn't start him until he proves that he's start-worthy. Um, yeah. Coming off of an injury and not having a great game. Um, and I think that this is just him proving that he's worthy of being started. Well, I mean, also, to be fair, and this is something that I think I, it was an educated risk I was taking. That's something that was well, here's something that I admired about your take, and that you said you would you kind of had that air of you would like to be proven wrong. 
Yeah. You want J.K. Dobbins to do well. And yeah. that that is respectful, good, wholesome family fantasy knowledge. You just want to you wanna root for the best. And when people like J.K. Dobbins, who had a really – he was injured most of last season, comes back from that injury and just – explodes back onto the scene it's fine to say sit and it's great to see him perform so exactly you know that's not really a loss in my book. i'd say i'm happy to see him back it's not a i wouldn't say it's a huge blunder just because like i don't know i wasn't saying that he's not start worthy no. i just think that it's it was an educate it was a risk to start him yeah, and the risk paid off it's not huge if you started him but it's a big, big blunder. Yeah, and I—that's my Bruh. voice. That's my voice. <laughs> that's my voice. Uh, All right, let's get into. Let's without get into further ado, cool. Can I do a little week five introduction just yeah, so we can go for set it. a little precedence? Go for it. All right, I wrote a nice little script. We have game scripts, and we, we I, you know, I put a little time into this one. So I want to say, all right, ladies and gentlemen, week four is in the books, and holy smokes, was that a week and a half? We have the drama, the injuries, and all the tears shed from fantasy owners, and I'm going to make this brief because we do have a lot of yum yummy picks. So like I said at the beginning of the episode, we're returning to normalcy for people like Fournette, Mike Evans, Dalvin Cook, Derek Henry, and those people who have gotten off to a small start. Hopefully you took our advice and didn't hit the panic button and traded all your good players for Romeo Dobbs. That being said, a few things didn't go as planned. We had our first Scorigami. Yay! Mm. And who was it between? <laughs> Two of the house. So teams. the Rams lost to the point. <laughs> so uh, it was between the Lions and the Seahawks. Best game of the, maybe one of the best games of the year, I it think. It was really good. It was insane. It, it was, was a really crazy good. shootout. Um, there was a pick six that was thrown by Jared Goff um, to the to the rookie cornerback, which I was really happy to see him, yeah. him get that. Um, I'm really excited for Tariq Woolen. Uh, maybe he'll be one of the studs on defense. We'll see. Yeah. He's a lot of developing to do, but that's always a good sign. DK Metcalf. Uh, 163 yards. Yeah. Dropped a big deuce on the line. <laughs> yeah. Rashad Penny dropped a massive <sighs> deuce. And this was probably the only week in the entire <sighs> year where you could have started Rashad Penny oh, with confidence. And going forward, I think the moral of the story with this with this matchup is – when you look at your players on your team, you know, maybe you're like, oh, should I start them this week? Should I not? Just look at their matchup. And if they're playing the Lions, you have <laughs> to start them. You have to start them. And that's just yeah. how it is. That's just how it is. And I'm sorry, Ryan, but you know it's true. It's okay. We well, Number one offense. Number one offense. And it's perfect for fantasy because your offense is so good, but your defense doesn't stop anybody. Hey, the silver lining of this all is that more people are watching the Lions games. And then maybe this year we'll get a primetime game. <laughs> Who knows? I would love to see a Lions primetime game. Yeah, well, they're playing the Bills at 9. I would have rather had that game against the Seahawks as the primetime game than, yeah. like, Broncos, Colts, Just or put whatever. any put any potent offense against the Lions and put that shit yeah, on like primetime. Yeah, like Geno Smith Seahawks. <laughs> no. Absolutely potent. I mean, I can't even say no because he's the number one rated quarterback. Yeah, he's, he's fucking killing it. It's oh insane. God. All right. Uh, in terms of the NFL... Rams lost to the Niners again. Ravens lost to the Bills again. And the Raiders got their first win against the Broncos. Yoo-hoo. There are no more losing seasons currently active. Jaguars almost beat the Eagles, almost, and the Jets beat the Steelers. And they, they made Jalen Hurts look human, so there's something to be said about that. That yeah. Jaguars defense is no joke. Um, eh. They have some playmakers on that Jaguars defense, and the scheming has been a lot better this year. Um, I think they're middle of the pack right now in terms of defense. Uh, yeah. Compared to last year, where which they is were a big jump, a huge jump, it's a huge big jump. jump. They're, I think they were like the Lions last year. Like yeah, the they were they were one of the worst. Yeah, maybe not as bad, but oh well. Um, and then we also had a few injuries. We will, we will. We've got an injury alert. You almost gotta hope it's a cramp. <laughs> uh, two big injuries. Uh, one actually really sad. Injury in the form of Javante Williams, the second year back out of North Carolina, went down with a torn ACL, and it's brutal. It's there. That's a doubleheader because no more Javante Williams, which is really sad because I love watching him. He's, He's one a, of the most exciting young players. He really is, and like we just, uh, man, it makes me depressed. And what makes me even more depressed is having to watch Melvin Gordon fumble every single game, play football. God damn. Um, and then the other one, Jonathan Taylor, not nearly as bad, high ankle sprain. And, of course, I think if the Colts were playing Sunday, he would have been playing. But 
Speaking of Colts, Naheem Hines also went down, and I was playing him because I have Jonathan Taylor in one of my leagues. Brutal injury, concussion. God damn, man, what is going on? And, you know, maybe if we have time after this, we can do a little segment about concussions in the NFL. Yeah, that's, um, that, that's something we should actually talk about. Because I have a lot of strong opinions about this. Um, it's a real problem in the league, and as I think it will be addressed this year, but I don't know if it will be addressed enough. Um, but... We can save that for later because we do have a segment that we need to get into. What segment is that? Good Bad More presents <laughs> this week's fantasy picks. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. That's my voice, by the way. Finn and I got to go in the booth. We were in the stew just cooking up heat. Yes, sir. All right, Finn, you want to start us off? Yeah, and I've got a pretty confident one here. For reasons I described earlier, Ramondre Stevenson is playing against the <gasps> Detroit Lions. Finn. And <laughs> no way. start everyone against the Lions. Start the fullback against the Lions. You know, start the offensive lineman. <laughs> Maybe they'll get a pick or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but especially running backs against the Lions. That's so funny. This is the th- this is like the second time we've done this because Ramondre Stevenson is one of my starts of the week. Aww. Aww. Hey, that's that's good self awareness. That's a good no, yeah. That's good because we do. We I already know. I know one of your 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 sits is one of my starts. Believe it or not. Um, mm-hmm. So we do deliberate. We do, we deliberate. We, we are not. You get to mind. you get to decide who you want to take the advice of more. Right. You can pick the good and the bad, and then the more is and the more the more is yeah. everything in between. Yeah. So Ramondre Stevenson, you know, he's been pretty good this year. He's been pretty efficient. Um, Kind of had a bigger showing than he did last year. Yeah, it was promising. Um, and I think you can trust him, especially against the Lions. Uh, I think that there'll probably be a couple running touchdowns to go around. And if Damian Harris doesn't vulture all of them, then Ramondre Stevenson could get a couple. Yeah, and <clears throat> excuse me. Um, he, it's it's fucking what's his name? Zap Zappy? Bailey Zappy? Bailey Zappy? He's throwing. That man is throwing the football in a professional game. You're going to want the running backs, you know. I have Bailey Zappi in two leagues. I'm sorry. I'm I, starting him because Tua, Tua is <laughs> I take dead. It. I didn't mean it. I'm sorry, Finn. I didn't, I didn't mean to Tua, Tua, is, Tua is dead. We will. We will. <laughs> We've got an injury alert. We almost got to hope it's a cramp. <laughs> Tua's dead. Tua's, Tua, Tua Tungvaloa is dead. <laughs> um, yeah, concussions, man. Oh, it's well, not funny. Yeah, it's, it's not, not funny. funny. It's, it's not really funny. not funny. I've been concussed three times. I can make that joke. Um, my next start is Tyler Lockett. Whoa. Which is kind of an under-the-radar one, but hello, Tyler Lockett has quietly been one of the most consistent receivers in the NFL over the past four weeks. What do you mean? He has 35 targets, the same as DK Metcalf, and I... If I'm not mistaken, he has more fantasy points than DK Metcalf. He scored more than 10 points on the past three weeks. Whoa. Uh, not a lot of people know this. Tyler Lockett has been sneakily good. And the only thing is the only thing is, this is a risky start. It's against New Orleans, which isn't look, a good matchup. I got to look this up. Hold it, on. New Orleans is not a good matchup, but DK Metcalf, I assume, is going to be gathering a lot more attention. Whoa. Geno Smith might have to check it down to Tyler Lockett more. Um, I think... The running game is not going to be very good in this game. They're, no. they're probably going to have to throw. I think Tyler Lockett is probably their go-to option in the passing game. Yeah, especially with uh, Marshawn Lattimore Marshawn will be on Lattimore. DK. Um, I, I just think I yeah. think I think Tyler Lockett is worth a flex this week. Yeah. No, look at that. He has he's consistently gotten wow. Okay, eleven targets in weeks two and three. Eight targets in week four. Yeah. 15 points, 12 points, 11 points. Yeah. That's good. Those are what you want out of like a flex player for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's pretty solid. That's pretty solid actually. Yeah. Speaking of flex players, my bona fide locking in start of the week is Gabriel Davis. Gabe Davis. Against the Steelers. Yeah, you want to talk about shocking picks? It's Gabe Davis. And Gabriel Davis has gotten off to an abysmal start, especially his draft position. Most of you guys are probably looking back to your drafts. Whoever took him was probably in the fifth the middle of the fifth round, and it's just been not good. He sat out week two with an ankle inj- injury, and he hasn't looked look the same, even though he played, and the points reflected that. With just a 
gross 1.8 fantasy points against the the Baltimore Ravens last week. Which is supposed to be a great matchup. Right. It's like you have their... Like, what? How did that even happen? But I'm going to chalk it up to the ankle injury. He just hasn't looked the same. He just hasn't been himself. And thankfully this week he has because he has been a full participant at practice this week. And especially against a broken Steelers uh, pass rush, Josh Allen will have plenty of time to throw downfield where Gabriel Davis, that's where he thrives. He likes to catch the ball. And I foresee this game being a great potential for an explosion game. Uh, If not an explosion game, I think that he will at least beat his ESPN projected 9.8 points PPR next week. Excellent flex start for me. Okay. So those are our starts we've gone over. And I, I think I'll segue with that into my sits because one of them, Happens to be Gabe Davis. What? <laughs> uh, and huh? I'll, I'll go over why real quickly. Um, first of all, I want to say going into the draft season uh, with uh, fantasy football, I thought the hype with Gabe Davis was way too high. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everyone was buying into him. I was really surprised when I saw him going so high in every draft because yeah. everyone was buying into him because of his monster game in the right. playoffs last year. Every league that I drafted and he was in the fifth. Or, exactly. And yeah. there's a lot of very good wide receivers in the fifth. You know, Christian Kirk, who is one of the top ten wide receivers, was <laughs> going into seventh. Out. Yeah, as you pointed seventh. out. Um, and I think Gabriel Davis going in the fifth. fifth yeah. Uh, was a massive reach, and here's why. Here's why. It's because one game doesn't make a trend, and you know he didn't show through his his other his his season leading up to that monster game. There wasn't any explosion. There wasn't any like um, growth that you'd want to see out of someone you're going to be drafting in the fifth round. And he had this massive game against the Chiefs where Stefan Diggs was kind of was pretty covered up. They really mm-hmm. focused a lot of their attention on Stefan Diggs. And now he has his stock like massively inflated. And I think that, to be honest, he he's been on the field, even though he's been injured, he's been on the field uh, for near a hundred percent of the game. For a hundred percent of snaps. I believe it was ninety eight percent. Ninety eight percent. And he's only seeing what five or less targets a game right and he had one good game and that was because he had a touchdown yeah but who's gonna cover him in the Steelers game Minka Fitzpatrick isn't because he's gone all I'm saying is that Gabe Davis's ceiling right now is 50 yards and a touchdown and maybe he'll get that next week I don't know but there are other players on the Bills offense I want to be bought into like who uh, like one of my pickups for this week, Isaiah McKenzie. Mm. I think Isaiah McKenzie, without getting too far into it, uh, his his uh, his competition. Uh, I think Jamison Crowder and Gabe Davis. Uh, they're they're he's way less competition right now. Um, he's Ouch. in the slot by himself. You know, he got yeah. nine targets. I think a couple. He's weeks been ago. good. He's I, been good. Josh Allen has been like targeting him. Legitimately, yeah. he's been like he's been that actual. And I think he's a player. very safe pickup. You can have him on your bench if if you need that flex start. Yeah, he's he, a good. He stash. could be good for you. He could be good for you. Um, yeah. you know, he has the opportunity is there for him to shine. Absolutely. And speaking of Bills, my sit for the week, one of my sits is Devin Singletary. Damn, Bills mania! Oh my mm-hmm. god, we just love the Bills. Uh, same reason for Gabe Davis. One second. Excuse me. Sorry. I think Devin Singletary, I mean, Steelers are in the bottom 10 for rushing yards. Although I'm just I just don't see this being like a a ground pound type of type of game, honestly. And I and Devin Singletary's also gotten a lot of points from checkdowns from Josh Allen, especially you're looking at the Dolphins game. Devin Singletary was awesome. But he also I'm gonna I'm just really wanna confirm how many how many receptions he's had, Devin Singletary. Okay, so we're looking at the previous games. He's had he had nine receptions in the Miami game, which was his best game, and then the Baltimore game he had four receptions and eleven carries for fifty yards. And it's just like if you're thinking about playing him, don't don't play Devin Singletary this week, especially against a a, a team that the Chiefs are going to be the sorry, Bills the Bills are going to yeah. be winning against like ninety nine percent of the time. I just he's too way too risky for me. In no world, they're known to run Zach Moss out when uh, they're ahead. Right. 
they're known to do that. Right. So for my safe, for my safe sit, for my safe sit, because I'm a safety guy, according to Finn or whatever, uh, it's Devin Singletary. For my, for my second sit, I would have said Jerry Judy because uh, I did not like him against the Colts, but unfortunately he already played. And uh, I guess I was right, so we're going to chalk that up to a win. <laughs> um, my actual sit for this week is Drake London, uh, who got off to a really hot start in his NFL debut. Average of a, you know 9.5 targets a game. But then since he had a nice week two performance against the Rams, he's regressed significantly in, in just production and his average yards after catch. And it's just he's set to play the Bucks. And he's projected at 12 points PPR, which is, like, really tempting for uh, a flex position. And he, he looks like one of, like, a really solid flex play. But honestly, in my brain, with no Cordell Patterson, his percentage of touchdown, like, likeliness is, like, bottomed. He, in full PPR, I think you can start him at the flex. But mm, Yeah, that's uh, maybe. The issue I see with the Falcons team, and I agree with you on this one, is that the Falcons, like, they're just not passing the ball very much. No. And there's two pass catchers, really, on the Falcons. There's Kyle Pitts and there's Drake London. And neither of them, I mean, they passed the ball, what, like 17 times last game? Mm, not even that. I think it was 17. Uh, and not all of that's going to those two. No. Don't forget um, uh, uh, Z- Zacchaeus. Olamide Zacchaeus, he had one catch, I think, one target, one catch for like 50 yards. Yeah, bona fide stud. We bona fide him. stud. I love Olamide. <laughs> yeah, he's a good player, actually. <laughs> we like him. Yeah, no, last game he had seven targets for two catches. Oh, God. It's just, it's just Marcus Mariota isn't a good passing quarterback. You can't, you just can't, it's not their fault. It's not, Drake London and Kyle Pitts are both amazing prospects. Yeah, they both look amazing great. NFL players, but. When you have someone like Marcus Mariota passing you the ball, your ceiling as a pass catcher is limited. So I, I fully agree with you on that take. Um, it's, it's tough to start him knowing the circumstances and going against a tough uh, Tampa defense. And I have another sit for this week. And that sit we already talked about a little bit this episode is Rashad Penny. And I'm going to go as far as to say as... This is good. This is good, actually. I think Rashad Penny, you could probably even sit the rest of the year. Um, You shouldn't have said that. I just took a big gulp of water. What? I think that Rashad Penny, the only reason he had that massive game (laughs) is because he was playing the Lions. And maybe he'll have a couple big games this year, but I think he'll probably have two Maybe three <laughs> big games this year. The rest, you're probably going to be looking at like eight points. Not he. And are you going to risk it? Are you no. going to risk it? He and just, maybe Kenneth Walker, he's the good rookie. He's going to carve out more of a role. I'm so sad that the Lions made people believe in Rashad Penny. I'm 100% behind you on this one. Don't start Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny, if you started him last week, congratulations. But don't start him yeah, again. fantasy mastermind. You should come on the show if you started Rashad Penny. Yes. <laughs> You should. You should come on the show if you started Khalil Herbert in week three. Right, when you know John. Because <laughs> you predicted David Montgomery going down. Like David Montgomery, yeah. You predicted his injury. Uh, we'd like to have you on the show. We would like to have you. So feel free to just DM us on Instagram at good, new, good bad more. Yeah, sports. DM us on Instagram, good bad more. Sports. Sports. The sports. So I have one more. I have my buy low for this week. Okay. Uh and that's Brees Hall. I think this mm. is your last chance to get Brees Hall mm. before his value is going to be mm. near in the top 20 of running backs. Um, and I just think, like, if you want Brees Hall on your team, if you want that, that Brees, if you want Brees Hall as your RB2, <laughs> if you want the Brees, if you want him, uh, you got now, now. now is your chance because yeah. his value is only going up. Uh, and especially with Zach Wilson back with Zach Wilson back, they had some life in them. I will say uh, with the eye test and speaking of buy low, I think that, well, actually not really buy low, but buy as low as this player will probably get. My target for trading is Josh Jacobs. The Raiders had a massive amount of success with Josh Jacobs last week. And lo and fucking behold, they actually won their first game when they had Josh Jacobs running the ball. Check out this stat line. 28 carries for 144 yards. Mm, five receptions for 31 yards. And oh, 
Two touchdowns. Oh my God. That's 32 fantasy points for one of the highest scoring players of the week. Oh my God. This is coming off three weeks with nothing. Yeah. He just exploded because the Raiders are stupid. But yeah. they just came back and they finally, if they learn their lesson from this game, they're going to be using Josh Jacobs for, for I hope, for the rest of time because yeah. they actually had some like competency. On if, the if you have the anyone in your league who's still hesitant about Josh Jacobs, I think is a it's a good time to get in on it. I also think that there's probably a lot of people who are gonna, not going to trade Josh Jacobs now because no, they're going to ask for a lot more just because he had this big blow-up game. Um, if you traded for him before this game, kudos to you. <laughs> good for you. Kudos to you. You should come on the show. You should come on the show <laughs> with the person who started Khalil Herbert. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, you guys should meet up for coffee and think about your game plan and just take our roles. Um, win some money. Win some money. Help us. Um, we're with the last minute. My last target is Gerald Everett. If you want to get by into like a potential, like someone who is borderline now startable every week, potentially still streaming. I think he's going to be startable even after uh, Keenan Allen comes back. Yeah. He's just really good. He's really I think good. he's carved out a, a good role in this offense. I traded him away because uh, I was trying to get Chris Olave. Tisk tisk. Um, so I think it's worth. But I agree. I think Gerald Everett, I had him on my team. He was very consistent. He's the tight end five, I think, maybe yeah. six on the season. He's put up double-digit um, points in the last three weeks. He's and just like, for a tight solid. end. Yeah, let's go. It, especially since a lot of you probably got him on waivers if you got him. Yeah, like that's like the best-case scenario for a tight end, especially off waivers. Yeah. Um, so with that, I think we're done for this week. Yeah, I think we are. Oh, wait, hold on. Big blunder. We will, we will. <laughs> We've got an injury alert. You almost got to hope it's a cramp. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Uh, we've had a great episode. It's been a pleasure sharing our, our knowledge and expertise with you. Uh, we're very qualified. <laughs> As you can tell. As you can tell. Uh, we know what we're talking about, and we'll see you again yeah. next Thursday at 10 p.m., not at 11 p.m. Not 11 <laughs> the posters PM. are lied to you, and if you are tuning in to 11 p.m., I mean, it's not completely a loss because you've got some save wave, same wave, wavelength radio coming at you at the top of the hour, ladies in and gentlemen. 10 minutes, same wavelength, are going to be playing their show and that's a lot of music. So if you need if you need your ears to be cleansed after our barrage of fantasy knowledge, listen to the same wavelength radio. Same wavelength is coming up. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been good news, bad news, more news, sports, taking your fantasy knowledge to the next level. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks See for you tuning next in, week. Guys. See ya.